What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. It is Super Bowl Monday. It should be a holiday, but it isn't. That's okay. We are here to talk about the Super Bowl. 23-20, the final score. Yay. It is a holiday. It's a holiday? Yep. Valentine's Day. Oh, it is. It should be a national holiday. Everybody should have the day. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's, Happy Valentine's Day. Day. Shout out to all the singles out there listening. Yeah. Who don't have a Valentine. I'll be your Valentine. Oh, Schrager's single. Schrager, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Probably eating a lot of leftovers. You're not going out to some singles event? No, but I mean, if any singles want to have an event, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look them up. Why? Dave's your Valentine. You don't have to go anywhere. That's right. Oh, well, uh, it's final score 23 20. Cooper Cup, the MVP. I'm sure everybody remembers my initial prediction was 24-21, Cooper Cup MVP. And then Heath <laughs> disrespected the Bengals so much that I decided to give the Bengals the game-winning touchdown. So do I get credit for that, Heath? Do I get credit for initially getting the score and the MVP basically correct? You, you, it, It's an Acer, Acer stat win, <laughs> for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's a lesson to be learned here. I haven't figured that lesson out, but yes, there is a lesson to be learned. All right, give me your thoughts. Hold on, wait. Do I get the Azer stat win for predicting the score? You predicted the score? I predicted 24-20. Final score was 23-20, and the Rams missed an extra that's not the, that's No, not that's the an Azer stats. That's an Azer stat win, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yes, good job. Uh, okay, so give me sum up Super Bowl 56 in one to two sentences. Jamie. Uh, congratulations to Matthew Stafford for getting a Super Bowl win. Dave. Offensive line play still matters. Heath? The better team won despite themselves. A close game that somehow wasn't very exciting. Oh, you. I. You don't agree? No. It was a super fun game. Yeah, it was a fun game. Oh, I'm not throwing super in there. If I had known in the moment that that pass from Matthew Stafford was a no-look pass it would have been a better game. <laughs> like that play, seeing it this morning and seeing him look off the defender mm-hmm. and throw the no-look pass, that's one of the best throws in the Super Bowl that I can remember. Is he now the best no-look passing quarterback or is uh, your guy still that, that <laughs> I, old? I think that's the... I cannot remember 
a better no-look pass from Patrick Mahomes. I think that's the best no-look pass I've seen. Certainly yeah. the most impactful. Yeah, we're talking about a, a throw over the middle to Cooper Cup that everybody's just going nuts over. It was it was pretty mm-hmm. damn impressive. And a great finish for the Rams. Obviously, you know, if if the Bengals go down and score, then you're talking about a classic Super Bowl. But it, uh, but alas, it did not happen. By the way, if you're listening on Spotify, you can leave us a rating on Spotify or, you know, anywhere you can leave us a rating, please do so. We'd appreciate a quick five-star rating on Spotify. People are asking, why did Samaj P. Ryan get that handoff? I'm pretty sure he was in the entire possession. There was only one play where I couldn't see the number, but it had to have been him. So they Hurry were, up offense. Hurry right? up offense, right? Two-minute drill. P. Ryan was in the entire possession. It's not like they... It's not why did he get the handoff. It's why did they hand it off? Yeah, Zach Taylor said they were playing soft and they thought that that they could sneak it sneak in a, a run. But if you I went back, I watched the play and I paused it. And if you look at the offensive and defensive line, you look at the line of scrimmage. You know, the left side of the line has won the battle. And he ran right into Aaron Donald. I, I think if he ran left instead of right, he picks up that first down. But I don't know. Does there any let's go ahead and talk about the game, guys. I mean, is there anything that really jumps out at you that decided the game, or we just, hey, Rams were the better team and they won. The Rams' offense really went into the pooper as soon as Odell Beckham got hurt. I mean, that was <laughs> that was pretty telling, you know. So they they have some tough decisions to make in terms of what they're going to do there, and and you know we don't know the the final result, but it, it seems to be like he tore his ACL again. Um, you know, hopefully that's not the case, but that just seems to be what the the early indications are. He was on his way to a monster game, and you know, just unfortunate to see that happen. Um, but you know. Are they are they going to you know if he gives them a hometown discount per se does he does he come back and do they deal with two receivers coming off ACL tears that are going to be you know right around thirty uh, that that's certainly something that they brought it up about you know maybe moving on from Robert Woods I doubt that's going to happen just based on the way that they seem to feel about him uh, but obviously money is going to be important to them so we'll see you know we'll see what they do with Beckham and. Uh, uh, they they clearly they need another pass catcher because the, their offense kind of struggled a little bit once they lost uh, once they lost Beckham in that game not having Woods and Van Jefferson just not stepping up he had a great night ended up having a baby that night last night as well um, so great night for Van Jefferson overall but just his his performance was was clearly subpar after uh, after Beckham's injury Dave what did you think when you're watching the game I thought I had too much pizza. <laughs> I thought I I kept going back to it's what I said before when you asked me a sentence to wrap up the game. I thought the Bengals offensive line proved to be the liability that we all thought it would be. Um, But I also thought their defense like they they have been such a good second half adjustment team. And the only reason why uh, the, the reason why the Rams won this game was because Cooper Cup was just getting open enough and Stafford just kept firing to him that last drive. They were just like, screw it. We got to get the ball to Cooper Cup as much as possible. And that's what they did. I know there's people out there listening. I got two points to make. Number one, I know there's people out there listening who are worried about Cooper Cup having a major regression next year. Look at this offense now. They Robert Woods coming off the torn ACL. He'll be ready to go. OBJ torn ACL. This, you know what I realized during the game? This was a this was a Jobu game for for Odell Beckham because he had so much to gain if he came through on the monster game. Jamie said it. He was on his way to having a huge game. If he had come through for a huge game, he would have gotten paid like crazy. Don't know if he would have stayed in L.A. And now we don't know what his future is. It's kind of weird how it turned out for him. Um, but Cooper Cup's going to be healthy going into next year. Stafford loves him. He's going to be back. Rams have to fix their offensive line. I'm okay with Cooper Cup as the top receiver in fantasy in 2022. The other point, the Bengals' offensive line, it proved to be a huge liability, especially in the second half. They were getting tired. Aaron Donald just kept coming and coming, and he was great. 
They are $57 million under the salary cap as of now, and they have the key pieces on their offense locked in for a long time. They're going to add to their pass rush, of course, but that offensive line could look much better next year. And this offense could really be incredibly efficient next year if Joe Burrow's got time to throw and Joe Mixon consistently gets lanes to run in. I'm going to be bullish on the Bengals passing game and run game in fantasy drafts on the assumption that that offensive line gets really fixed up nice. How are they going to do that, though? I was thinking about it. They have the 31st pick in the draft. So if they draft an offensive lineman in round one, that's probably not really going to be a needle mover. Off, Probably rookie, not. Rookie offensive line. Look, look, look what the Chiefs did. The Chiefs started two rookies just from the beginning. What what, what yeah. pick was Creed Humphrey? No, I mean, look, the Chiefs nailed it with two rookies on the interior mm-hmm. of their line for sure. But history says that linemen take a while to develop. Oh, and, they're going to spend. Yeah, but who on who? I mean, it's I was not, looking it, there at there the aren't free a lot of t- There's some decent Teron, offensive linemen. Teron Armstead. Would be huge, yep. but I—I I mean, I was taking a look. Maybe I'm missing something. I was just taking a look at the free agent offensive tackles. I don't—I don't think it's a great class. No, so, Armstead's probably the best one as far as left tackles go. Cam Robinson's out there. Eric Fisher is okay. I think that's the yeah. Guy but I mean, think about some of the guys that moved this offseason. Rodney Hudson wasn't expected to be on the move. He was. Uh, Trent Brown, right? He wasn't a free agent, or was he? Um, no, he, he was Orlando Brown. One of the Browns wasn't a free agent. They made Orlando trade Brown. Was Orlando traded Brown to the was Chiefs. traded. Trent Brown right. was traded. So, to the technically, Patriots. he's a free agent too, but I don't know if the Chiefs let him go. But what what I'm saying is, there there it doesn't necessarily have to be the guys that are only free agents right now, and doesn't necessarily have to be staying at 31. They can certainly make a trade to move up. Uh, this is where they're going to spend their their capital, draft capital, free agent capital. It doesn't necessarily have to be top of the line superstars. They don't have to spend huge, you know. Uh, contracts to get the 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 middle tier guys just because they need to go spend money to get those guys. The the this is this is a team that has changed the perception of where they are. You know the Bengals used to be a joke. Their scouting staff used to be a joke. This team now they didn't have a scouting staff. Things that have fallen into place for them. Uh, obviously getting the high draft picks, but you know th- they've made some great great moves. And look, I think they'll have a good offseason and, and probably put Burrow in a better spot. The broadcast did a great job of of showing who are the who are the free agents that they brought in. They've they've nailed it with free agency. It's like the it's opposite world. It's a bizarre world because usually you think teams that go crazy on free agency they they get let down more often than not. But like on defense, Von Bell, Mike Hilton, Trey Hendrickson, uh, those oh, yeah. guys were awesome Ogunjobi. additions this year. Ogan Joby, huge addition. DJ Reader from two years ago, and then he got hurt in 2020. Uh, big, big additions to that defense. Eli They're going to oh, do sorry. more. They're going to do more. What happened? Don't, don't hate on Eli Apple. Almost every quarterback, quarterback okay, maybe that gives one up wasn't a touchdown so good. in that situation. But most of the other ones are pretty good. I know he did. I'm sure with all the Chiefs guys just going after yes. Eli Apple. I after mean, did, who had a worse day yesterday? I mean, I, one of them won, but like, at, who had a worse day in coverage yesterday? Eli Apple or Jalen Ramsey? Oh, Ramsey. Yeah, Apple, Apple ended up being worse. <laughs> no, I would say Ramsey was Cooper. I don't know if Cooper Cup was lying, but he said that Eli Apple, Apple actually did a good job against him in that game. He's probably lying. He's lying. But <laughs> oh, I'm sure Eli Apple did a good job against him in that game. But Eli Apple gave up, unfortunately, you know, uh, some some spotlight moments, and yeah. just after all the trashy talk following the Chiefs game, you know, yeah, yeah. it came back on him tenfold. Uh, yes. Okay. So you know how I can tell that this wasn't the most exciting Super Bowl because I just allowed you guys to talk about the Super Bowl and you didn't talk about the Super Bowl at all because it doesn't really require it. All right. We'll spin it. We'll talk fantasy. I'll give you just a few notes on the Super Bowl. Uh, apparently, all of the Rams are retiring. 
Sean McVay, Aaron Donald, uh, <laughs> Eric Weddle, Andrew Whitworth. Weddle's definitely retiring. The other three, Whitworth seems like he's probably retiring. Yeah. Uh, would be sh- kind of shocking for Aaron Donald to retire, but hasn't been ruled out. Same with McVay, but we'll see. Um, Cooper Cup had arguably the best wide receiver season ever. He led not the, arguably. Yeah, okay, not arguably. Yeah. Led the NFL in catches, receptions, yards, and he won Super Bowl MVP. He is the eighth wide receiver to win Super Bowl MVP. Uh, this stat was from The Athletic. Joe Burrow was sacked on 28.6 of his dropbacks after the 75-yard touchdown pass to T. Higgins. So that mm-hmm. after that play, 28.6% of his dropbacks, he was sacked. Also from The Athletic, he was sacked 19 times in the playoffs. That is the most since at least 2000. And the second highest amount of, of sacks, 12. And he was sacked 19 times. I wonder, though, how much of that is... Most of the time when a quarterback is getting sacked early in the playoffs, they don't advance. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably right. I mean, you're right. He was the first quarterback to make it to the Super Bowl after being sacked 50 times, right? In the regular season, I believe. Yeah, but I mean, like that that divisional round game, you take nine sacks against the Titans, you don't usually win that game. Sure. Uh, and then this stats from me. Notice that Matthew Stafford went five straight seasons, including this one, five straight regular seasons without a rushing touchdown. And he actually did that twice. In the playoffs. Not yesterday, though. And Jamie, he hit the over on the rushing totals with that kneel, that last kneel down. Yes, you were very excited about that. I was more excited about the Cooper Cup rush. Um, yeah. One, one carry for seven yards. He got over <laughs> He got over the half yard. Oh, what a carry. That was, uh, was a big play. Big play. Huge yeah. play. Huge. We almost had two fun uh, uh, passing plays by non-quarterbacks. Mixon throwing the touchdown to T. Higgins, and Cooper Cup nearly hit the Philly special. He just overthrew Matthew Stafford. I I want to see what would have happened if he had completed that pass, because it looked like that could have been bad news for Stafford. Yeah, Stafford was about to get lit up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Heath, you haven't said anything lately. You want to say anything? Uh, I've got a Twitter poll of the day for you. All right. Who finishes their career with more Super Bowl rings, Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow? You could also choose push or tie. Push. I'll say Ty. I'll say Stafford. Yeah, Rogers Stafford. The NFC I think and the math stays intact. Yeah. He, that the, the Rams could win a few. Right. Um, Joe Burrow currently has thirty nine percent of the vote. So everybody still really believes in Joe Burrow. Apparently, winning multiple Super Bowls. Well, he's young. He's in his second year. Stafford's toward the end. Stafford will be lucky if he gets another ring. Burrow could. Burrow could have two. I don't think it's out of the question. Yeah, Burrow still has to go through Mahomes and Herbert and who knows who else ends up Josh in the Allen. AFC young quarterbacks there. It is um, so hard to win the Super Bowl. It's, yeah. it's really, really difficult. Yeah. I remember when Patrick Mahomes was going to win like six of them. <laughs> exactly. It just puts Brady's career into perspective here. Uh, all right, let's do some 2020 questions or 2022 questions. Yeah, should we do some 2020 questions, guys? Uh, who's going to be the best rookie wide receiver? I'm going to take Justin Jefferson. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> That's a good call. <laughs> 2022 questions. Hey, uh, by the way, take Jonathan Taylor over Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Don't make that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? And even if the answer is obvious, we should at least talk about it. But I mean, look, I can make a, a nice case for Chase, right? He's just had the best rookie Chase is on the case? Yeah, Chase is on the case. Uh, yeah, so I know everybody's going to take, I think everybody's going to take Cup over Chase. Cup had 64 more catches than Jamar Chase, which mm-hmm. is how many catches Devontae Smith had in the entire season. But Chase is obviously special. Did something we've never seen before, and he's got the pedigree. So 
All right, Heath, you can start. Cup or Chase? What was his prop, by the way? His yards prop. Do you remember? 78 and a half, I think. I was going to say, because they, they gave him a bad spot on the play on Ramsey because Ramsey didn't touch him. And they marked him down where Ramsey, where they fell down. Uh, yeah, he went over anyway, but yeah. Uh, cup or Chase, Heath? Uh, yeah, it's Cup, and you hit on it. It's volume. I've got um, very way too early projections. I've got Cup projected for 44 more targets than Jamar Chase. And Chase is like 12th or something in projected targets. But I still I think probably the Rams are going to throw the ball more than the Bengals next year. And I think probably Cooper Cup's going to get a higher share of the Rams' targets than Chase is on the Bengals. So I think just volume They'll be closer than they were this year, but Cup will be better. Both top five. Dave? I think the more interesting question is, who will have the best fantasy game next year between Cup and Chase? I think Cup will have more games with like 20-plus PPR points, but could Jamar Chase have another eruption for 266 yards and uh, all that he did late in the year? So if you're looking for one big game, I bet Chase could beat Cup there, but Cup should be more consistent and have more uh, explosive games, smash games. Yes, don't Chase don't will. draft though for one game. Um, of Dave, course, do you, know, do you know what Cooper Cup's best game is and who it was against? Cooper Cup's best game from this past year in his career. In his career, no, I don't remember. It was against the Bengals in 2019. When he had seven catches for 220 yards and a touchdown. The yardage obviously is his best. He's obviously had more yeah. catches than touchdowns, but his best receiving yardage game ever was 2019 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Didn't hear that stat this past week. I know. I didn't either until last I said, night. I said it on a few of our shows. I heard it on FFT and five that you mentioned it. Uh, okay. So, Jamie, how about you? Cup or Chase? I mean, it's Cup, but, you know, Chase. Uh, I think it's probably going to be back end of the first round, maybe in some cases the second round, certainly in non-PPR and half PPR. Cup is a slam dunk first round pick. So if you want Jamar Chase, you know, you trade down in the first round and you get Jamar Chase and, you know, hopefully the value is close, uh, you know, as we saw in the latter half of the season. I think Cooper Cup is certainly interesting if Sean McVay retires and how that impacts that entire team. I would be very surprised if he retired because I think if he was going to do that, most likely Kevin O'Connell would not be taking the Vikings job. He would probably stay. I don't know money-wise anything that, that factors into that, but I would imagine that if Sean McVay was going to leave and would like to have a successor in place, he'd probably like to have somebody on the staff. And and, and maybe it could be Raheem Morris. Who knows? But um, I, I think if McVay leaves, you got to be somewhat concerned about what this Rams team looks like. Certainly Stafford leaves. If he retires, then it's a – it's really going to be tough on, on Cooper Cup and all the conversations we're having about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and that pairing and what that means for fantasy at the top of the wide receiver list. Uh, it would obviously shift to the Rams if there's a different quarterback and head coach in place for, for Cooper Cup. But, but Cup's going to be the number one receiver drafted in most cases. How do you make sense of it this season? It's not like Cooper Cup is a young guy. Yeah, he's not old. But this is just so out of line with anything we've ever seen from him. It is... Arguably the best season ever. Yeah, new quarterback. I but yep. even that is just it's just incredible what he did. And, well, and it's just statistically probably they're having for breakfast together, everybody <laughs> in the league should have it. <laughs> it's so but it's it's not just that it's so out of character for him. What he did is so out of character for football. Yeah. Like we just don't see people like we know he's got not going to be that good again, but I don't think you should say he's necessarily to go back to what he was. And what he was was Awesome 
on a like his 17 game pace was basically 100 catches, 1200 yards, and eight touchdowns. So I, even with some regression, he's still going to be. I think he's still probably going to be worth a first round pick. Yeah, and it's not like he he didn't have a career high in yards per catch. He didn't have a career high in yards per target. He just had the most targets he's ever gotten. He had 191 targets. <laughs> yes, that's a lot of targets. It's ridiculous. No, okay. they could they could completely surprise us. You know, I mean, we didn't expect Odell Beckham to end up with the Rams. You know, this is a very aggressive front office, and so if Beckham leaves and you have Woods back and they make a splash in some way, shape, or form, you know, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't rule out everything from Devontae Adams down <laughs> knowing this team. You know, if Rodgers does leave, but you know, you look at all the free agents. You know, Chris Godwin. You know, might they might be able to get him cheaper than they would expect because he's coming off an ACL tear. Um, you know, maybe an Allen Robinson, you know, I, again, they're just, I wouldn't rule out anything when it comes to this front office, but that's the type of thing that can maybe, you know, hurt cup a little bit as well. If McVay stays and, and Stafford stays and you have woods coming back, but I, I think you just got to look at it and say, he's elevated his game. His quarterback has elevated his game and he's, he's at the top of the list right now. And so Adams is right there with him. Tyree kills there with him. Jefferson and chase are there with him, but he's, he's leading that group and okay. you know, he's going to be a slam dunk pressure on it. All right, let's go to our next question here. 2022, T. Higgins or Cam Akers in PPR? I think the only reason why you'd feel good about taking Akers is because of his position. But he, how can you look at how he's played in the postseason and say, yeah, that guy looks ready to rock for 17 games next year? It was, it was ugly. He did not have a good postseason. And it was concerning to me how successful Henderson was in the passing game because Henderson's the guy who's going to be there and the guy who has been good whenever he's been healthy. And so I'm a little bit, I do wasn't, the Rams don't generally do the committee thing, but I'm a little worried that it's more of a split at the start of next year. They only have- I, I'll go back to what I said on, on the show last night, Adam, that it, it it's a five game sample size for a guy coming off of an Achilles injury with no training camp and was thrust into a huge role at the most important time of the season, and they continued to give him work. So who should you take? You should probably take T. Higgins. Who are most people going to take? They're probably going to take Cam Akers because I think what we'll see is we'll see Sony Michelle walk. There'll probably be somebody of the the Jake Funk type of guy, you know, maybe still him as their third running back. And he's you're right. The, Henderson is is going to be a factor. Uh, but you still look at it. Shoulder injury, 13 carries. Nobody was really running the ball well for them throughout the course of the playoffs. You know, when they gave Sonny Michelle some other opportunities, and even Daryl Henderson in this game, four carries for seven yards. It was just a bad scenario all across the board for their run game. Um, I think, you know, depending on what they do with their offensive line, because there's potential for three new starters there, uh, Whitworth and then the two interior guys uh, who could leave. So we'll see what happens there. That'll, that'll, that'll probably reshape it as well, what you think of Akers. But I, I still think Akers, you know, and, and Heath, you said this going into the Super Bowl about where will Akers maybe land if he has a good game. Uh, that's off the table now, I think, you know, so we'll, we'll, it'll depend on, you know, uh, however we spin it, however the industry spins it for him. Uh, I still think he's a back end of round two, early part of round three pick just because he's the starting running back for the Rams. And that's hard to overlook what he could be. You know, he still had 16 total touches in the Super Bowl. Um, but if you're just looking at it, who's the probably better player for your fantasy team, T Higgins or, or Cam Akers in PPR, it's probably going to be T Higgins. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be too hard on on Cam Akers. He played. Uh, people hate his yards per carry, and it was. Uh, it, it, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna Azer stat it for you. All right, 
He had 2.6 yards per carry in the playoffs. Now, I think you against San Francisco and against Tampa Bay, you give him a pass. Against Arizona and against Cincinnati, pretty discouraging that he was 1.6 yards per carry against Cincinnati and 3.2 against Arizona. But he's coming off a torn Achilles. Barely, you know, he barely played all season. So not the easiest circumstances. His rookie year, 4.3 yards per carry is not so great. But if you recall, he played week 17, and he should not have played week 17. And he had a horrible game. I don't remember off top. It was something like 21 carries for 35 yards. I'm on his game log right now. It was uh, week 17? Yeah, the last game. He missed week 16. Week 18, you mean? So it was... No. Five. No, 2020. Oh, 2020. I'm sorry. He he was averaging 4.8 yards per carry, and then he hurt his ankle. I think it was his ankle. He should not have played in week 17. He 2020 was, was 21 24. carries for 34 yards. Oh, I almost nailed it. Just like... But he had four catches action. for 52 yards. <laughs> He showed he was a better runner than... And in college, he had a bad yards per carry. And his offensive line was terrible. So people are going to say Cam Akers has never been that good. I think he showed that he was his a better postseason rusher. postseason last year was great. Was that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He tore it up. He was awesome in the postseason last year. So uh, I don't know. I think he's probably better than the number. I'm not going to hold this against him, his four-game stretch. Because look at Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon had... Other, before this game, he was pretty bad for like seven straight games. Nobody's going to hold that against him. Just in terms of yards per carry. It wasn't this bad. But uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, I, get in there. Uh, the the other thing though is like we haven't seen it from Acres except for in very short spurts and yes. small sample sizes. A two game stretch here, a three game stretch here, a two game stretch there. So I don't think he's bad. I don't. I'm not going to hold this against him too much. But he hasn't done enough. I don't think to be a second round pick. I got to see it. I got to see it first. I got to read about it first. We're months away from getting there. Until then, uh, I'm I'm not going to think highly of Cam Akers as a second round type of fantasy pick. Okay. I think the thing that you look at though is they trust him clearly yeah. the most of the guys that they have because coming back from this injury, it was okay. Here's five carries for three yards <laughs> against the 49ers in Week 18 in a huge game, and then it was 17 carries against the Cardinals with. Two targets, so 19 opportunities to touch the ball. Then it was 27 opportunities to touch the ball against Tampa Bay. Then it was 20, uh, 14 opportunities to touch the ball against the 49ers again. And then it was 17 opportunities to touch the ball in the Super Bowl. They clearly feel like he's their guy. And so if they get things figured out, you know, I, I think you're looking at him as a potential you know, great fantasy running back, which is what we thought of him going into this year before the Achilles tear uh, prior to training camp. You know, So there's still that opportunity for him to get there. Yes, you should probably see what happens and what the uh, the reports are. Again, I'll go back to what the offensive line could potentially look like. There's a lot to like about what Cam Akers could be. Usually this is a team that gets just a ton of rushing touchdowns. They did not this year. They only had 10 rushing touchdowns. It was something like 20 each of the previous two years. Um, so let's I'll tell you exactly uh, what it was. Was they, that yeah. Was that because they didn't trust Goff in the red zone? No, not necessarily. Jared Goff in three of the previous four seasons finished seventh or higher in green zone pass attempts inside the 10-yard line. But he just probably wasn't as good. Stafford had the second most touchdown passes in the NFL. But they went from 19 rushing touchdowns in 2020 and 20 the year before that and 23 the year before that. So 19 or more in three straight seasons to 10. Shout out Todd Gurley. Yeah, a little bit. But remember that Gurley had a year, I think, where he kind of stunk. He just scored a lot of touchdowns. That's just kind of what they did. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got a couple more questions. We have a special Valentine's Day love game that everybody should be very excited for. And we will be right back on Fantasy Football Today. 
The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Question number three for 2022. Matthew Stafford or Jordan Love? It is not a Jordan Love game. We have the Valentine's Day Love game coming Bryce up. Bryce Love. Bryce Love. It's which, Kevin Love? Which do you love more? Maybe I should put Kevin Love and Jordan Love in there. But uh, which do you love more? We'll have some fun with it. In the meantime, Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow? Jamie. Uh, Burrow, but it's close. You know, just looking at... Um, I want to see what the what the Rams receiving core looks like so I could... You know, may, I might change my mind on that one. But I, I think Burrow... I know Heath is going to, you know, bring up the efficiency and and the opportunities, and I get that. But I, I just look at where he's headed, and I hope he's headed in in, in still greater heights with an improved offensive line. Uh, yeah, it's Burrow if it's in a vacuum. But in fantasy football drafts, I'm I have a feeling I'm going to draft a lot more Matthew Stafford than I do Joe Burrow in the coming year because I don't think their ADP is going to be that close. I'm curious if in our drafts Burrow is not reached for. And in public drafts, by the time we get to August, Burrow is like a big-time target of people who don't do their research. They look at the names. They don't want anything to do with Dak Prescott because he struggled or Kyler Murray because he changed his Instagram or who knows what. And so they take Burrow a little bit earlier than they should. I like Burrow better, but I think I have him eighth at quarterback. By the way, they... They were back-to-back in both four-point and six-point per passing touchdown leagues. And Stafford had a much more prolific year as a passer, but as a rusher, he was something like 43 rushing yards. Burrow had two rushing touchdowns. I mentioned earlier Stafford hasn't had a rushing touchdown in five seasons. He did have 11 in the five seasons before that stretch, so it's it's as simple as does he get down to the one-yard line and keep it himself. He hasn't done that uh in he hasn't scored in five years Mm -hmm. he did it twice in the playoffs so i don't know how much i I care about that stuff but burrow is going to have a more prolific rushing number than stafford for sure and uh yeah i just it is interesting that their adps probably will be pretty far apart jamie i i clicked on the wrong link i was trying to look up the drafts that we did recently and where these two guys went uh i can try again i've got it okay yeah let me know where burrow and stafford went and yeah, our next question will be about tight ends, which will be pretty short. See if I have anything to add here. I guess for Burrow, you know, you're trying to get an ascending player. He was the best passer in the NFL last year. He led the NFL in completion percentage, yards per attempt. He was second in yards per completion. He was third in touchdown rate. He was third in yards per game. He was second in passer rating. And he did that with an offensive line that ranked 25th in pass blocking, according to PFF. Dave, you got it? I got it. All right. Hit me. So you you just don't want to talk about the tight ends at all? No, no, I do. I just I want to know 
We're going to move on as soon as you tell me where Burrow and Stafford were drafted. In our half PPR mock draft, this was done mid-January, Jamie took Joe Burrow at 102nd overall. George Maselli took Matthew Stafford at 103rd overall. (laughs) So right in that round nine range, man. That's where they went, and they went back-to-back Burrow ahead. But it was different in our full PPR league. Burrow went 84th overall, the seventh quarterback off the board. Uh, and he was drafted by someone called Team 12. I don't know who it was. <laughs> and then it was pick 100 by Adam Azer, Matthew Stafford, QB 10 off the board. Who were the quarterbacks in between? Burrow at 84, Aaron Rodgers at 90 to Shraggy B, and Tom Brady to Jamie at 98. Oh, I like Not my, sure I Brady like my Stafford like. pick better than your Brady pick, Jamie. Uh, yeah, it's probably a smart one. <laughs> yeah. All right, last 2022 well, question. When he comes back, you're going to regret it. <laughs> Maybe. Last 2022 question. Will either tight end matter, Higby or Uzama? Heath? Yeah, I think Higby will matter. I think he'll be a, a low-end starting tight end that you're constantly looking to replace. But uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll probably finish in the top 12 if he doesn't get hurt. Who are, who are they playing in week one? If if they're playing somebody in week one where they're going to be involved in the offense and we like the matchup, then you'll take them with a pick in round ten plus. Either one of them. He'd Bryson be better Hopkins than you. Big for them in the Super Bowl. Lavin, Bryson Hopkins was big for them in the Super Bowl. With the he was Lanton getting hurt. Yeah, four catches, forty-seven yards for Bryson Hopkins. Actually, second leading. Oh no, Beckham had fifty-two yards, so third. So, do you, do you know by the way, Uzama's snap count? I was very surprised. From yesterday's game, from the Super Bowl, what do you think? How many? What percentage of the snaps do you think he played? I'll tell you in a second. No, no, no. I, I have it. I'm just guess. Oh, it's. I think it'll be seventy-two percent. Oh, sixty-five. Eighty percent. Hey. Yeah, just good for him. Probably just was not healthy. Didn't really make a big impact for eighty percent of the snaps, considering he was getting a lot of targets coming into this game. You know, if the Rams like Bryson Hopkins better, they think that Hopkins can do what Higby did. They can let go of Higby and save over six million on the cap. Mm, yeah, they got to designate him as a June first cut to do it, but it's an option. Okay, you ready for the Valentine's Day love game? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Who do you play love more, or which do you love more? That's all. Play, that's all play the music. What's the music? The porn music. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that. Uh, the uh, so he, he's been music. using he's been using your size and porn music a lot, Heath. <laughs> so it, I'd be a little worried. I mean, we could also do like this is kind of a let's see. Oh, I got to turn the fader up. Welcome to the Valentine's Day love game. Which do you love more? Ready? Here we go. Aaron Rodgers on the Packers with Devontae Adams, or Aaron Rodgers on the Broncos without Devontae Adams. Which do you love more? Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Packers with Devontae Adams. Or he's won back-to-back MVPs. Sure, yeah, but I think he could throw a lot more on the Broncos. With the same coach that was just on the Packers staff? No, with a different coach, obviously. Maybe a different philosophy. But it's his offensive coordinator is... Yeah, he's... The coach, it won't be a He's stepping out. It's not... What, he's going to run the same exact offense, the same philosophy? You get Aaron... This would be like Tom Brady going from New England to Tampa Bay. Right, oh, it would be like Tom Brady going from New England to Tampa Bay if Josh McDaniels was the coach in Tampa Bay. You know what? I think Josh McDaniels is going to be more aggressive in Las Vegas than he was in New England. He might. Okay, fine. I'll take, I'll take the devil we know. Okay. Yeah, I will too. But it is fun to think about 
Rodgers with all those receivers that are there, assuming that they don't trade any of them to get Rodgers. And Hackett's pretty aggressive, I believe. I think he's probably – he might be a little more willing to just let Rodgers do whatever Rodgers wants than LaFleur. LaFleur has always wanted to have a little bit more control and utilize that run game a little bit more. Which do you love more, pineapple on a burger or pineapple on pizza? Pineapple burger. on pizza. I've never had pineapple on a burger. Oh, yes, I have. Um, pineapple on a burger. It's amazing. Jamie, what was your answer? Burger. Yeah, burger two to one. I'm going to yeah. go burger three to one. So good. I- I'm going to say it's my favorite, second favorite burger topping behind, well, not counting cheese. Oh, man. Yeah, mushrooms, pineapple would be my two favorites. You've had a mushroom pineapple burger? I've had a burger with cheese, mushroom, sautéed onion, and pineapple. Yeah, it's freaking classic. Um, I'm trying to – what's the name of the place? It's on 441. That uh, The Gordo Burgers. That's where they they put pineapples in this big cheese thing and Mm. crumbled potato chips. Mm. It's it's fantastic. I used to get it from a place near the office. I forget the name of it. What was the name? Uh, you, a burger place with pineapple on it? Yeah, we used to go there. It was in that crappy shopping center by the pawn place. Wings place? No, by the pawn shop on um, <laughs> Powerline. Um, no. Pawn shop on Powerline. Yeah, it was in a little corner. We used to go there quite a bit. And then they moved and we went there when they moved as well. Ch- oh, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was a great burger that. spot. I'll never remember the name, but right next to that New York pizza place. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, Burger Freak. Burger Freak. Oh, what a great place that was. Burger Freak. That was a great place. I would get get pineapple and burger there all the time. All right. You had no idea. All right, here we go. Valentine's Day love game question three. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, Which do you love more? An elite. How is that a Valentine's question, by the way? No, it's just about loving things. That's all. An elite rookie wide receiver being drafted by the Jets or an elite rookie wide receiver being drafted by the Eagles? Which would you love more? Well, I mean, we've seen an elite rookie wide receiver drafted by the Eagles and it wasn't so great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would be unhappy because I want Elijah Moore to be that elite receiver for the Jets. So I would I, not love these things. You don't love I, either I'd of them? Unhappy yeah, I don't love either one. Okay. Unhappy Valentine's I Day. love a new question. Which do you love more, Friends or Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I like both. I mean, I haven't gone all the way through Seinfeld again. We've went all the way through Friends, and now we're going all the way through Seinfeld. And so I'm not to the later seasons of Seinfeld. Um, I think it's probably Seinfeld still. Okay. But one of them holds up better than the other. Which do you love more? Whoa, 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 spoiler. Which one holds up better than the other? Friends? No, Seinfeld does. I don't know. Friends holds up pretty damn well. The last couple I, of seasons of Friends. Kind I of think Seinfeld was better than Friends in the moment mm-hmm. and probably still better, but I think Friends is closer to what it was than Seinfeld is. Yeah, yeah. My daughter watched Friends. Like, she watched the whole series through. She's a teenager. She loved it. Yeah, it's great. But that's not a sign of holding up. I don't know what is. I mean, I didn't like it as much after Joey died, but... <laughs> <laughs> in season one? All right, which would you love better? Michigan State running back Kenneth Walker. Gunther killed him. Oh, Gunther, that bastard. Michigan State running back Kenneth Walker being drafted by the Bills or being drafted by the Bucks? Bucks. Bucks, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Bucks. 100%. Which do you love more? 
Major League Baseball or the National Basketball Association? MLB or NBA? Which do you love more? NBA. Oh, my son will kill me. <laughs> I like I like White Sox baseball more than the NBA. Yeah. Um, my nine-year-old self would kill me, but it's mm-hmm. the NBA by about seven miles now. <laughs> Which do you love more? Jimmy Garoppolo in Tampa Bay or Jameis Winston in Pittsburgh? Ugh. <laughs> Jimmy G. Uh, Jameis in Pittsburgh. I will say Jameis in Pittsburgh. All right, and this one is an Ivan Reitman special. Which oh, do you love man. more, Ghostbusters, Animal House, or I did not know he produced Private Parts. Ghostbusters, Animal House, private or Private Parts? Animal House. I will Animal House. Ooh. Oh, boy. All of them. Now, come on, give me give me the answer. Uh, I'll I'll go Ghostbusters would be different, but they're all fantastic. Man, that is so tough. That's the toughest one. I think, I think Private Parts is my favorite of those three. Well, we do have a lot of news. Actually, we can end with this. Uh, so, some a lot from ESPN and Rappaport. Just people dropping stories just ahead and just after the Super Bowl. So Green Bay, according to ESPN, will go all in to get Aaron Rodgers back. Uh, Kyler Murray is frustrated with the Cardinals. It's actually a fairly hot story. With you know, According to ESPN, Cardinals think he's a little immature and points fingers. He was embarrassed by the loss, the playoff loss. So things he aren't definitely pouts. rosy. Things aren't so rosy right now in Arizona. Is this a big deal, worth monitoring? What do you guys think? Yes. It's absolutely worth monitoring. Yeah, it's worth monitoring. Is it a big deal? I would guess come week one of the 2022 season, he's the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, Chris Mortensen, another. He's actually dropped a lot of these stories. But uh, Carson Wentz, he says, will likely be traded or released before the start of the league year. Heath, what do you think about that? I want to know what Indianapolis has up their sleeve. Um like I, I can't imagine that they're trading or releasing Carson Wentz without a plan for who's going to be the starting quarterback for them in 2022. And so I, I wonder, seeing that, like, who are they thinking? This is our guy. He only. Well, it's also they just gave up a first round pick to get him. Right. It seems weird one in this year's draft. Like it's, it's that was the one of the more stranger ones that I saw because I, I like. Like you said, Heath, like what what is their plan in place? You know, are, are they in the Aaron Rodgers mix? It doesn't sound like he's leaving. Are they in the Russell Wilson mix? I doubt he's leaving. They're probably not getting Deshaun Watson because that's a division right. rival. Right. So, you know, do they feel somebody like Jameis or Trubisky or Mariota or are they going to go for Derek Carr, you know, or Garoppolo? Is that the type of upgrade that you give up more draft capital to acquire? It just doesn't seem like it, it makes a lot of sense. You don't think that they're going to call up an old friend? Rivers has no luck. Luck. I hope I would I don't love think, that. I, I'd be stunned. I'd be stunned. That can't be their plan. I would be. I loved Andrew Luck. I, I want to play so badly. <sighs> okay. If luck goes back to the Colts, luck or Stafford? Stafford. Stafford. If luck is himself. Oh, gosh. That receiving core is still bad. Okay. Andrew Luck is 32 years old. That's that's okay. Young How old is Stafford? Quarterback years. Well, he hasn't played football since 2018. That's good. He's fresh. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. has it really been that long? 
He didn't look very fresh last time he showed up on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they're not calling in. That would be crazy. All right, some uh, some more news. Michael Thomas expected to play for the Saints in 2022, according to Ian Rappaport. The Rams are certain that Odell Beckham will return to the team, according to Chris Mortensen. That was before the injury, but they felt pretty confident they were going to get Beckham back. Uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL Network reporting a couple things, that Tampa Bay has done extensive homework on Deshaun Watson and that Kirk Cousins mm. will remain with Minnesota. Tampa Bay, they're not really... They're not likely to take someone with baggage based on recent history, I'd say. So I don't know if that's a fit. Uh, Eric Bieniemy's future with Kansas City is uncertain, according to ESPN. And the Raiders hired New England wide receiver coach Mike Lombardi, uh, Mick Lombardi, pardon me, to be their offensive coordinator. And there are your news and notes. So who's got Valentine's Day plans? Got two baseball practices tonight. Oh. Yeah, I just got a message that we're supposed to have a basketball practice tonight. I think I'm gonna, you know, my Valentine is my wife. I'm gonna cancel the basketball practice for the night. Dave, how about you? My wife's gonna make me bring in food from somewhere because she's not gonna feel like cooking. Did any of you get enthusiasm? (laughs) Any of you get a card for your wife? I got a card. I got her flowers yesterday. No, (laughs) I was told not to get flowers. I didn't get anything either. Um. I might still run out and get something, but, you know. You know what I did? I got dragged to a restaurant that we've never been to before and had an overpriced, underwhelming dinner Mm. that really sticks in my craw. When? On Saturday. Oh, for Valentine's Day? For, yeah, that was our Valentine's dinner because my son's got basketball practice. I think my daughter has soccer practice, and it's a Monday night. And so... She wanted to try this new fancy place on the intercoastal. And uh, yeah, the, the Valentine's Day gift went to that this restaurant because <laughs> it wasn't as good. Okay. By the way, I I feel like... Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. You guys probably love when practice gets rained out and you don't have to go to <laughs> your kids' practices. See, that that that's depends on the day. So like yesterday, for example, uh, my three-year-old, he plays in a soccer league that's once a week. And so it was rained out yesterday morning. And it was the first time I didn't have to be somewhere on a Sunday morning since prior to the start of the 2021 oh, football season. So it was right. nice to actually, you know, not have to go somewhere and stay home. Yeah. But then having, well, he was in the house by himself. The other two were, other two kids of my three children were somewhere else um, trying to entertain him while it was raining because he's 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 a sports kid trying to entertain him was not fun so he was just playing on a device the entire time oh so Mm. like tonight i'm looking forward to the back-to-back practice now saturday i had three practices in a row three baseball practices in a row that was brutal that sounds hard that's tough all right well i think we're gonna end this conversation now in this fun thank you guys for uh participating in the valentine's day love day love game And happy Love Day, everyone, for you Simpsons fans. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. 
From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.